Hello everybody and welcome to the Asikulume podcast. My name is Lindo and I am the host of the podcast. In today's episode of Men Can Be Anything and They Choose to Be Disappointing, I am unfortunately going to talk about the constant and just, you know, continuous disappointment that we face from men on the streets of social media as well as you know in everyday life and um so please bear with me this is going to be a bit of a long episode i'm going to try to keep it as short as possible but it's going to be a bit of a long episode because there's quite a lot to unpack um i have had some time to sort of just like digest my thoughts about this matter and so i wanted to record this podcast today because this particular thing that triggered me happened this morning and if i had postponed recording this i feel like i would never record it so, so i just decided to do it today and get it out of the way so that you know i can get the episode out and just forget about this whole mess right so this morning we I woke up to a very disappointing tweet by a certain Vusitembe Gwayo who is a very well-known speaker as well as entrepreneur in South Africa. So just for context, um South Africa has this well-known DJ and TV presenter and I think he's also a businessman. His name is Sizwe Lomo. Sizwe Lomo and Vusitembe Wayo have been in I don't know some sort of spat or like fight or whatever they call it I don't know but essentially they've just been in this like ongoing war on Twitter it has been going on for quite some time now and by quite some time I mean at least like 3 years where it it seems like every year they just like choose a random weekend and then they just go at each other for the whole weekend and it's tweets back and forth it's files or whatever or rather what they think is files that they have on each other and essentially just like most of us are extremely annoyed at this but they seem they and their fans quote unquote seem to be thoroughly entertained at these um yearly or annual fights that they have um so what happened is that i think about 2 years ago it might have might be 2 years ago it might be a year ago but at some point during one of their little twitter spats um vusitembegwayo had referred to sizwe jomo as a sissy in essentially what was one of their fights and vusitembegwayo got called out because he you know referred to Sizwelomo as a sissy which obviously um is quite a queerphobic as well as sexist comment to make and now i also um just want to say before i get into this episode that this is by no means me taking sides um i think the this whole thing that Sizwelomo and Vusitembewai are doing is extremely childish i think it's unnecessary and to be quite honest they need to book a hotel room sit down talk the issues out leave everything in that hotel room and go back to their normal lives and leave the rest of us out of it but then and also i just want to mention that both these men are pushing 40 so there's absolutely no reason for them to be engaging in 
constant Twitter fights. Um, it's it's extremely childish and, anno- and annoying, but I'm going to talk about it because Fusite Mbeguayo said something that was extremely problematic this morning. Obviously, he issued a subsequent apology, um, and I also want to talk about how problematic the apology he issued was. So, in um, one of uh, Vusite Mbeguayo's replies to what Sisu Lomo had said to him, he um tweeted a picture of an article. The article is dated 27 July 2015. So that would be almost exactly five years ago. And in the the, the um, title of the article says, Sizwe Jomo and those gay assault rumors. The first two paragraphs of the article read, Recently, it was reported by Sunday Sun that Sizwe Jomo was outed by his gay lover for being abusive and controlling. The publication spoke to an individual by the name of Sianda Gunene, who claimed that he, Lomo, have been romantically involved since December last year. And so Vusite Mbegwayo tweet, um, tweeted this article, and in the caption of the tweet, he said, What was happening here, my lighty? Umshailani Urupol. So um, for those of you who didn't understand that, it basically says what was happening here, and lighty means sm- small small boy, which is the first sort of insult or jab that Vusitembiwayo was um, directing at Sizolomo, calling him a small boy. And then the second um, sentence says, Umshailani um, means why did you hit him or why did you hit that person? And then RuPaul, as many of you might know, is the popular drag queen who hosts and I think created as well the RuPaul Drag Race. So what, what Vusitembiwayo is doing with this tweet is that First of all, he is calling um, the Sianda Kunene who was mentioned in the article as RuPaul. So my first question is, the article explicitly states the name of the person who alleges to have been in an abusive relationship with Sizwe Lomo. It explicitly, it explicitly says his name is Sianda Kumalo. Sianda Kunene, excuse me. So then why would you, in the caption of your tweet, call him RuPaul? So obviously that is a way to um, be like just like very nasty and to make comical of gay people, right? That's essentially what it was. He wanted to um, make this big hype publicly that was comical as well as punching down on gay people. Because if someone's name is clearly stated in the article, why do you want to then call him by a like well-known, but not only well-known, by a flamboyant um man who's a drag queen like what's the correlation it's not even the fact that this sianda kunene who's mentioned in the article is a drag queen like most no one even knows who the sianda kunene is so then what's the correlation between him the sianda kunene and rupaul and that is queerness or rather what is alleged to be queerness that's it so that's the first problematic part of what um, Vusite Mbegwayo has done. What Vusite Mbegwayo did is that he used Sizwe Lomo's alleged queerness as a clapback and as a tool to punch down. He used it to, um, he used it essentially to um, sort of bring down Sizwe Lomo. He used it as a tool to attack Sizwe Lomo, right? Which brings the question then that 
why does Vusitembiwayo think that Sizwe Lomo being quote unquote in a relationship with a with another man, why does he see that as a tool that he can use to um essentially punch at Sizwe Lomo during their back and forth tutorial? Right. And so that is essentially what is problematic about what Vusitembiwayo did, and that is what is um the homophobia in what Vusitembiwayo did, is that he used Sizwellomo's allegedly being in a queer relationship as a tool to punch at Vusitem to punch at Sizwellomo. And that is essentially the homophobic part of that whole mess, right? My ma- the major problem that I had with this whole thing is that first of all, this is not the first time that Vusitembiwayo is being called out about making sexist or queerphobic comments, especially when he is being involved in a Twitter war or a twa as it's called with Sizwellomo. So that was the first time when he called him a sissy. Twitter again called him out and said, Hey, that's wrong, don't do that. And he apologized, deleted the tweet, the tweet, life moved on. And then this morning again, it happens again that he again uses queerphobic and sexist comments and transphobic comments to punch down at Sizwe Lomo. And again, what does he do? He deletes the tweet, issues an apology, and keeps it moving. Right. So now, the other problem with like this whole thing is the um, apology that Vusitembiwai issued out. And I actually want to read the apology so that I don't misquote him. I mean, I'm not, not exactly like um, like very mindful about misquoting him or whatever. I honestly just, yeah, I don't think I care enough. But for the purposes of um, this recording, I just want to make sure that um, I quote him correctly so that, you know, we do the necessary unpacking. So he says in the apology tweet, I shouldn't have posted this. Very, very bad taste. Terrible language, hugely insensitive, unreserved apologies. And then the follow-up tweet says, I fully accept and agree with every sentiment that expressed shock and disappointment. You are all right. I will do better. Right. Cool, 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 cool stuff. So he apologized, right? But what is he apologizing for? Terrible language. (laughs) So Fusita Bugayo apologizes for the language that he uses in the essentially clapback at um, Sizwe Lomo. So in the way that I had interpreted this um, apology is that he wasn't saying, I'm sorry that I used queerness as a clapback and as a means to punch down at Sizwe Lomo, I just could have worded it better. So I just could have used better words, right? I could have used better words. I could have made it look prettier. I could have made it look less offensive. But essentially, it looks like he believes that he is justified in using queerness as a clapback tool and as a way to punch down at Sizwe Lomo. But he... um just didn't use the correct language right which then is my problem that you're not apologizing for the fact that you are using queerness as a clapback you're just apologizing that you are not creative enough to use better language or you didn't 
reach into your um, very expensive vocabulary to find a better way to still use the fact that Sizuram was alleged to be in a relationship with another man um, to punch down at him, right? And this thing, like, for me goes to show that most of the time when people get caught out on social media and they issue apologies, it's always apologizing for what I for that effect that I said this thing in public and not apologizing for the reason why what you said is or rather not acknowledging that the thing that you said is inherently problematic and also why it's inherently problematic, right? Because even in the last um tour that Sizwe and Vusi were involved in, when um Vusitembegoy issued the apology, he said, um I shouldn't have used the word sissy to punch down at Sizwe Romo. He said that um, given, you know, how this country treats women, it was, again, I shouldn't have said that. And then he kept it moving. Didn't acknowledge the fact that he used the word sissy because of the ways in which society um, looks down upon women and the way in which society uses femininity to de- to demasculate or rather emasculate men and he also didn't um acknowledge the fact that him calling was uh a sissy has sort of inferences on queerness it has inferences on the ways in which violence the way the way in which those kinds of words are used to perpetuate violence towards queer people right he didn't acknowledge any of that didn't do the necessary, you know, like learning on, on, on all of that. I doubt he did any unlearning as well in the process. But essentially what he did was that he said, you know what? I'm trying to save face. I'm trying to make this thing go away. So I'm going to issue this, you know, little apology. I'm going to make this cute video. As a matter of fact, when he made that video, he was um, outside the, um, I think, a hospital. He was, in, he was in his car outside the hospital while his pregnant wife was inside the hospital getting, like, checked up or something like that. I don't know. So even the fact that, like, this man would sit in, a, would sit in his car, make weird videos for Twitter whilst his wife is inside the doctor getting, while his pregnant wife is at the doctor getting checked up, that's also a bit weird. But anyway, I digress. Right. So that's essentially like the problem with um, not let just call out culture, but the problem with celebrities or other well-known people on social media who are being called out is that they don't do the necessary learning to find out why the thing that they said was problematic. But essentially, they just rush to issue out an apology. You know, I'm so sorry I said this weird thing. And then it's it's over nothing else happens. Also, the fact that this is the second time that we've had to call out Vusi Tembewayo on his homophobia within the context of him being in a fight with Sizwe Romo is to me proof that he's not actually interested in unlearning um, any queer phobia that he that he has and he also um in another tweet that i don't care to actually go dig up right now he said that um he's not homophobic right so someone had said "Mm, this is homophobic and he said i'm not homophobic right so how do you as a cisgender heterosexual man say that you're not homophobic when people of when queer people are telling you that the statements that you continually make 
are in actual fact homophobic. That's not making sense to me. It's not adding up. The numbers are not adding up. The apologies are not adding up. The behavior is not adding up. It's not changing, right? And also, like, we can't keep calling you out on the very same thing time and time again. It's like we we don't have the time, right? We don't have the time. And also, if you wanna, if you feel like you're not homophobic, then don't apologize. Right, because, I mean, you're not homophobic, right? So say what you said, say it with your chest, don't delete tweets, keep it moving. Because once you apologize, you're saying that I did something wrong, but you're not acknowledging the wrong thing that you did. And also you are continuing with the same behavior. So clearly you have absolutely no interest in unlearning. And also the other, it also like makes me think about call out culture and whether or not it works and also thinking about calling people out versus calling them in, right? So, I mean, like I totally agree with the notion that it is not the job of um, people who are harmed by certain statements to educate the people who are doing the harming. The people who are doing the harming should be able to take the um, necessary steps to learn why their behavior or their words are harmful to the community or the group of people which were harmed by said statements, right? So for so queer people don't have to do the work of going to visit him while sitting him down and saying, okay, sir, so point by point, PowerPoint presentation slideshow, this is a detailed breakdown of the reason why the thing that you said was homophobic, right? Because so that, that would be essentially like a way of calling him in to say, okay, we're going to bring you in. We're going to nicely, exp- we're not going to drag you. We're going to nicely explain, and we're not going to cancel you. We're going to nicely explain to you why the thing that you did was wrong, hoping that you will acknowledge and understand the reason why it was wrong. Right. So it is not the jobs of marginalized people to do that work, but it is the it is the responsibility of the people who perpetuate violence to then take the steps of trying to learn why they were being violent. So I know um, the the host of the NM podcast, which is a re- really cool um, podcast. Um, you guys should go check it out. It's the NM and it's available on all um, um everywhere where podcasts are found. The host of the NM, Gurulego Telani, is a very big proponent of um, calling people in as opposed to calling them out. And he says that that does a better job in trying to um, get the person who perpetuated the violence to understand why their actions or their words were harmful or violent to people. And I know he specifically says that... um, he wants if he's being problematic he wants his friends or rather the people around him to call him in as opposed to calling him out right but my thing is that are we sure that calling people in actually works and are we sure that that will result in changed behavior because evidently calling people out clearly isn't working because People stay being problematic. People stay being saying weird things and doing weird things. So then, should we then, as a society, seriously consider starting to call people in and not call them out? But my thing is that I want us to do both. 
right? I want us to do both. Um, I want us to call people out. I want us to drag. I want us to call employers. I want us to get people's names and the and the problematic things they did out there. I, if you are violent or you know perpetuating sort of harm towards marginalized communities, I want if your name is searched on Google, I want that thing to come up, right? Because. Also, and the reason why I say that is because we very often treat people who perpetuate harm and violence as ignorant people who don't know what they're doing, right? We often brand them as people who made a small little mistake, you know, it was a small mistake, a slip of a tongue, you know, I wasn't cognizant of what I was tweeting, I wasn't cognizant of what I was saying, you know, I just, you know, it also happened so quickly, I didn't have time to process, no, no. We should start thinking about people who perpetuate violent um, actions as intelligent people who are well aware of their actions and also are very intentional in the things that they do. Right? When Vusita Megoyo called Sizodromo a sissy and when he is today bringing up the allegations that um, Sizodromo was in a queer relationship, it wasn't a slip up. It wasn't that he didn't think about what he was doing. Vusita Mwaya knew exactly that what he was doing. He's a he's a he's an, an intelligent person who's able to think about their actions. He thought about it. He knew that if he brings up this article from five years ago that alleges that Sizodrom was in a, a queer relationship, he knew that that would be um, a way for him to punch down at Sizodromo. So it wasn't that he wasn't thinking about what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly that this thing, or rather he intended that this article would punch down at Sizodromo, and that's why he tweeted it, right? So we shouldn't treat him as, or we shouldn't treat people who um, say um, sexist or um, queerphobic or ableist things um, on the internet or anywhere else. We shouldn't treat those people as made a slip up or made a small and mistake, won't do it again. We should treat them as intelligent people who know what, they, what they're doing and who are intentional about doing that thing, right? But anyway, on the topic of calling people in and out, I want us to do both, right? So I want us to drag, I want us to do all the necessary dragging, whether it's on social media or in person, but definitely call people out. But if you are someone who has the energy, the knowledge, and the time to call someone in, then do that, right? So other people will be you know, doing the dragging on, on Twitter or wherever. But if you feel like, you know what, I genuinely want to call this person in, then go to the person's DMs or if you know them, you know, personally, give them a call, sit them down, explain to them why, what the thing that they did was wrong and tell them um, that why it was harmful and, you know, do all the necessary work around calling someone in. And I'll make an example with um, Zoto Wabantu when i think it was last year yeah, i think it was last year last year zoto abantu who is an entertainer in south africa she had a reality show and in that reality show she made a comment that um gay men think that they are women and she said that that they will never be women and that they will never have vaginas no matter like how much they want they'll never ever be women right Obviously, those comments are extremely queerphobic. They are very homophobic, very transphobic, right? So she got called out on the internet. She got dragged. We didn't really do the cancelling, but I don't think she's cancelled. 
but essentially the necessary dragging was done right and then um on the side a queer organization in south africa then set up a meeting with zoto abandu and her management team they sat her down and they explained to her why her comments were queerphobic and why they had why those comments were very harmful towards queer people right then they then issued a statement saying that we've sat zoto down and we've you know explained to her what's going on and why what she said was violent so calling her out as well as calling her in was able to exist in one space now i don't know whether or not zoto abantu still holds homophobic views and she has just suppressed them or she just doesn't mention them because she doesn't want to get that smoke again or perhaps she truly really has um unlearned and that's the reason why she hasn't ha- she hasn't publicly said um anything queerphobic after but definitely i'm not one to say you know call out culture is toxic it needs to end nope like i if you are going to say some stuff on the internet you need to be ready to take the smoke you know i don't care we're going to call you out it's going to happen but also i feel like people who have the time or people who have the energy to do the calling in should also do that work if they feel that they want to and so i think queer um calling out and calling in can coexist in situations where people are being weird so this episode lasted um about 25 minutes which i'm happy about i thought it was going to go on for longer but anyway that's just what i wanted to get out the way if you want to um comment on anything that i've said agree disagree or just chit chat about it you can find me on jack's blue app my My handle there is at lindo underscore king. Lindo is spelled L-I-N-D-O. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.